You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Podcast. Jack, back-to-back, joyful, we get to talk about a guy we love editions. How about that, buddy? What is this? The Phils are back. Back! <laughs> oh, buddy, doesn't it feel good to have a baseball team again? I mean, we were so we were so concerned this Despondent whole offseason. Despondent is the word. Yeah. Despondent. Yeah, we, we really were down, right? I mean, we were down. We didn't think that they were going to uh, to do much this offseason. We became a raise podcast yep. for like 90 seconds. Yep, for 90 seconds. Um, and I would just like to start off tonight's show, James. And you don't have to join me if you don't if you if you're not ready to go there yet. But I'm ready to go there. I apologize for how I acted when the Phillies hired Dave Dombrowski. Uh, I am all in. I love the moves that he's making. And the most important thing that Dave Dombrowski has done since taking over the Phillies' job is he has convinced John Middleton to trust him with his money. And that is massive. So uh, shout-out to Dave Dombrowski getting the owner to spend his money in a smart way, getting Didi on a great deal, getting JT back here, trading Cole Irvin. Um, I mean, it's I, I am ready to... I am ready to commit to Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> All right. So we, we've we already reversed course from the initial Dave Dombrowski, you know, takes, so to speak, at least to a certain point. I'm not ready to, to say Dave Dombrowski is the best chat. He's not Pat Gillick 2.0 yet for me. I don't I know. Mean, to, if, we're, if we're being real, and I'm, I'm very excited that it happened, but he's just re-signed guys. All right. Let's All right. Go. All right. Enough. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> We have you, Jack. We have now put together the team that didn't make the playoffs last <laughs> enough. year. So like, enough, right, yeah. enough. But, 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 but. Having said that, to your point, like, look, these are good deals. You know, getting we talked about it with JT, like that was a good contract. We're gonna get into DD, but that's a good deal. Two years, twenty eight for DD. Like, yes, yes, well done. That's a good deal, and and it does seem like. Heading into a pandemic, and I don't care what JT says about, oh, I always knew they were going to spend money. Like, there was definitely a point this offseason where I don't even know if John Middleton knew if he was going to spend money or not. Like, 
again, we, we hearken back to the not that distant past when John Middleton was questioning Jim Salisbury about how many fans were going to be in the seats and all that. But, no, that didn't look, happen. To, that didn't happen. <laughs> but, but, that didn't but, happen. But, but to John Middleton's credit and to Dave Dombrowski's credit, as you mentioned, like they have spent money this offseason. They have made the moves they needed to make. Now, we'll get into whether that's enough and where this team stands. But yes, I, I will say I think they do deserve credit for how they've handled this offseason, particularly considering what we we're expecting. I mean, Jack's so excited he called me Sunshine before we started recording. So Yeah, listen, I am I am one I am one decent starter, preferably a guy like James Paxton, uh and one decent bullpen option, a guy like Shane Green or Alex Colomay. Away from 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 John Middleton regaining Jack Middleton. I mean that's that's oh, that's how close oh, we are. That's how close oh, we are. The Jack being wow. back. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Look, I, yeah, we. I, 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 the bullpen has to be better. All right, the bullpen. Like we're not there. I love Archie Bradley, though. Still waiting. Yep. Still waiting, Archie. Archie. But but uh, 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 another really nice signing. One year, six million. Like, yeah, yeah. Well done, you know, um, but we need more still. And I do think there will be more. And I think that when the time, you know, we kind of do do our, our season, mm-hmm. off-season wrap-up, how'd they do type pod, I do think we'll be a lot happier than we expect. We already are a lot happier than I we know. expected. I know, I know, I know. I mean, Andy McPhail being gone, it, who knew how much that that dinosaur was weighing this franchise down? Like, has there ever been more addition by subtraction than just getting that that disaster out of this building? I mean, he was such a wet blanket that it covered all of Citizens Bank Park. I mean, it was that's how that's how heavy of a wet blanket <laughs> that did, Andy McPhail was. They didn't was. need a tarp at, for the season. Nope. They were just gonna roll Andy out during rain delays and you just soak it all up. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Anytime you anytime you wanted to feel a little bit down about your baseball team, they sent Andy McPhail out there to just just make it feel a little bit worse. I mean, if we don't, we don't. Uh, who the wants lovers. to uproot? uproot in the I know. I know, but how many people have uprooted in the middle of pandemic? Like, just thinking about it, like, like just in Philadelphia alone now, between like every move that's been made, front office players. Anyway, maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, and I probably am, but I just want one more Andy press conference. Like, I, I'm <laughs> just, just give me goodbye, one more press conference. Just yeah, just say hey, you know, retiring. Um, you know, if they make the playoffs this year, does Andy McPhail get credit for the quickest turnaround in baseball history or whatever? And does it, can, the, it, can, it can be the the final press conference on the way to Cooperstown, yep. Jack Hall of Fame guy. Yep. Didn't you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. Know? No. It makes sense. I mean, he was he he, he was he thought that if this team made the playoffs, he was a lock for the Hall of Fame. So oh, um, epic. Yep. Epic. Yep. And, uh, sadly, as as we, and again, John Middleton. Working towards Jack, the reason I'm not quite as close is because he let this man, Andy McFell, be his advisor for three years or five years or whatever the hell it was. So, you know, he needs to earn a little more back with me still. But he also could have kept Andy McPhail around for the end of his contract and let Andy McPhail help him hire a president of GM or uh, a GM. Yes, sure. So, so. I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. Jack Middleton, very (laughs) very close to being back. I was so... (laughs) Full disclosure, uh, when they when they signed Didi, I was uh, in the car and I was getting ready to drive out. 
Um, by the way, I'm, I'm we're back to looking for houses, and I am using the uh, Phillies criteria as a part of my my searching of houses. Like you're you're moving again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, was, that was quick. Good year in the city. Good year in the city. You know what I'm saying? That was it. You're yeah. done. I like the city a lot. I did. Uh, just we're ready to move on to the next phase of life. You know, I think we're gonna. You know, one year in the city, yep. and that was it. You're yep. done. Yep. 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 Didn't even barely even enjoy the Phillies in the city. Um, I, I know you did. What do you mean barely? You didn't. I know. I know. It's such a shame. Um, but yeah, I was sitting. I was sitting in the car when I got the news, and I just kept saying over and over to myself. And Jill probably thought I was a crazy person, but I was just like, "Didi's back!" Like I just, I just kept telling the Didi's back. Like he's, it's, it doesn't just bring you that extra level of joy that that Didi is back in the fold. Oh yeah, well that's what I said last time when when we talked about the potential for it that we thought it was gonna be Simmons. It was like, I just like rooting for him. Like I just want him on my team. He just makes me happy. It makes me happy to watch a baseball game and have Didi on my team. Like it's, it, and and again, he's a really good player. The bat is 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 so legit at that position. But like, I just like watching him every night. And as you know, when you watch like 160 whatever games, like 160, 161, 162, you know, like maybe you miss one for some reason or whatever. But like, you want guys you like watching. And I just like watching Didi Gregorius play. I like his infectious attitude. I like the, you know, he just seems like an awesome guy. So yeah, Jack, it was definitely that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very, very glad that Didi's back. Didi's back in the fold, and it's like, it just. I, I know, like last year's team, whatever fell fell apart and and whatnot, and it was a, it was a highly disappointing season. But like the offense was was top ten in runs. I mean, or they're actually top they're top five in runs, and I think they're top ten overall. And once when Boehm came up, I mean, one through seven, I want to say, was like was dynamite. And the and the fact that they're running it back with that offense, it's just. I'm glad to see that they shelled out the money to do it, and they ended up spending more money than I thought they were planning to. But ultimately, this is what they had to do, and they had to compete, and they're going to compete. So, I, I uh, yeah, it was it was a big weekend. Yeah, well, let's get into the D thing. Like two years, twenty eight million. And that feels like a really fair price to me. Now, do you think? First of all, do you like the 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 numbers of the deal? What does it say to you about? them passing on the next year free agent class like we talked about and and does it mean two years till start is that basically where we're at well so it it tells me two things it tells me two things first off i don't know how big a players they were going to be in next year's free agency class i mean for them to have four 100 plus million dollars players would have been a lot i mean bryce jt and wheeler are already over 100 million like i know bryce is 330 and jt and, and wheeler are a little bit over 100 I would. I don't think there's a team out there that has four uh, making over a hundred million dollars. Like that's just a big, that's a big, uh, big ask for for the Phillies. So um, I don't know how big of players they were going to be in in that free agency class. And I think twofold with Didi, I'm sure Didi and his agent were looking at it and they were like, "Listen, we don't want to take a one year deal and then we're screwed by being in next year's free agency class. Let's let's try to get a multi year deal, whatever we can." The, the whole Reds thing. It, it it didn't really pass my smell test, uh, just because they they'd been shedding salary all all season. I didn't expect them to kind of turn around and and all of a sudden offer Didi two years thirty million. Um, so so I think I think it takes them out of out of next year's free agency class. But you never know too. 
I mean, he could also go to second base if they really feel like they can get one of these star shortstops for um, whatever price they can. I mean, there was concerns about Didi's defense last year. I think they're a tad overblown. Um, but theoretically, he could play second base for a year and they move Segura over to third base uh, because, because, again, they still have an additional year on Segura. Um, and with Stott, if they don't take if they don't take part in next year's free agency class, like there there are concerns about Stott's ability to uh, last long term at shortstop. So I mean, maybe he was destined to be a second baseman or third baseman anyway. Um, I would think more second base than third base. Um, but yeah, I th- I think that if even with this Didi thing, it might not mean Bryson Stott is two years away. It might mean hey, we'll we'll bring him up and put him at second base next year. So. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting that they, I think they punted on, on next year's free agency class, but I also, I don't think it was really super realistic to think that they were going to play in the market of, you know, 200, another 200 plus million dollar contract for one of these guys. Even if we wanted them to Jack. Yeah. Even if, (laughs) even if we bullied them into doing it, I don't know if they were going to do it. And look, ultimately like it is the Phillies. And I, I agree with everything you said. And I think two years, 28 million is just a, it's a fair deal for DD. It's a good deal. And and like I said before, I think he brings a lot to the table as a, you know, from a locker room perspective and, you know, leadership and all that type of stuff that does matter and being part of a team and 162 game grind and all that stuff. But, um, I, I think that the Phillies are in a weird position if organizationally in the sense that, and, and look, Middleton, the one thing, the one thing that he said in that press conference that soon enough will pretend never happened, but he still has to get to that level. Um, but the one thing he talked about that that we were excited about was the, you know, we got to get back to drafting or not get back to. We have to get to drafting and developing well because that's something that has plagued this franchise for the entirety of its existence. And I just want to make sure because now this is the right thing. This is you know what we talked about last time. Like right now, when you to your point, are paying three guys over $100 million. You have JT in his prime, Harper right in the heart of his prime, Nola heading into his prime, Wheeler in his prime, you know, Reason heading into his prime, Bohm, who's just already an elite hitter, you know, a borderline elite hitter. You know, like, all these guys in the heart of their career there, in the prime, like, it makes logical, pragmatic sense that if you're already spending this money, like, go all in on this group. Like, say, all right, we're willing to spend into the luxury tax, either, you know, I don't know if it'll be this year or maybe at the deadline, it might be this year or whatever, but certainly next year and the year after that and be willing to make moves with this roster. But they also have to make sure they prioritize what he initially talked about prioritizing and drafting and developing. And that's why it's a high wire act. And that's why, you know, you want to go in on this team, but you also don't want to trade away too much of your young talent without being able to replenish that talent, which right now they don't even have a lot of it to begin with. You know what I mean, Jack? Yeah, I do. Um, but I I am really bullish on the Phillies' future of drafting and developing. I think it's probably the one thing that I'm the most bullish on in the entire franchise um, because I just trust the guys in place right now. Like, everyone I talk to, Everyone around the game, like they all talk about Brian Barber as if he's like this scouting genius. And his first draft was a great example of that. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, uh, like Mick Abel obviously talked about him. Casey Martin, we talked we talked about him. My my, my Casey Martin. Your guy Casey Martin. Is, yes. Your guy Casey, Casey Martin. Martin. Uh I thought moving on from Carson Ragsdale was a mistake. And then Baron Radcliffe, I mean, he he has unbelievable power. And then in the in the undrafted free agent market, 
These got a bunch of dudes that throw almost 100 miles an hour and said, "Hey, PD guys, like go go and mold these guys into future bullpen weapons." Like, I think we're we're on the precipice of a wave of pitching talent that we haven't seen in a while. Um, because I think they have the guys in place down there in the in the system in the in the development staff that can get the most out of these guys. Um, you know, we talk a lot about Ochard and the driveline guys, but the, the pitching side, I actually think, is is a step ahead of even where Ochard in that in that group is, and they have the talent down there to finally, you know, get the most out of out of the talent that they bring in. So, you know, I think we're about three three years away from the Phillies having both sustainability on the field, but also a ton coming up through the minor leagues. I really believe that. It's probably the one thing I believe in the most in this franchise right now. Because every time, you know, every time I put out a trade proposal on Twitter or whatever, a trade idea, which is a lot. I mean, I tweet out a lot of trade ideas, like one a day. Um, everyone always comes back to me like, oh, well, there's nothing to trade away. There's no prospects. And, like, I get it. I get it. But I do think that they're starting to come. And they're, and they're going to start getting more out of these guys. And I bring up guys like Brogdon, Bohm, and Romero a lot because I watched Jojo Romero pitch at Double A a couple years ago, and I was like, "This guy has no shot at being a major league pitcher." And then, boom, he was throwing ninety-seven out of the bullpen. Connor Brogdon, who when he came up his first pitch, he allowed a home run, went back down, came back up, ninety-seven cutter, uh, and a, and a, a, the best changeup since Madsen. And then, um, and then, boom! I mean, he, he was obviously a talented hitter, but what they got out of him was more power and more ability to drive the baseball. So you bring that up, and it's a great point because I think that they're going to start be able to do that, and I think they're going to finally be able to to round out their core um, with talented arms. Like everyone brings up the bullpen, and rightfully so, it was dreadful last year, but they do have a lot of guys down there that are starting to throw hard, and they are starting to have some actual stuff, and that just excites me. I think I think we're legitimately. Th- two or three years away from the, the the farm system not being a problem, and the Phillies are able to get the most out of draft picks, even if they're not picking towards the top of the draft. Like, they actually have sustainability down there. They have a plan in place, and it, it really excites me. Every single time I see these Australian Baseball League highlights, like, there's another guy where I'm like, that guy looks like a dude. Um, so, I don't know. Like, it's it's a good point, and I'm just I'm, – I'm really excited for where they're headed. Love it. That's uh, that's like one of my favorite answers you've ever given to anything I've ever asked you on this. But that was just like heartwarming. Oh. Like that was that was like you're you're making me feel like all in on the Phillies right now, and that and and I don't feel that as much as you do these days. So that that was really good. I mean, I, if you I, if you bring back uh, from D- your lips to God's ears, I know, and I know there's a lot of things that can go wrong, and the guys down there can leave. But if everything stays in place. Like we're 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 approaching we're 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 approaching a era of Phillies baseball that has talent at the major league level. Ownership has shown that they will spend. I know we had questioned that a little bit, but I think I mean, listen, they're coming off a pandemic and they still are almost going to match their payroll of last year. Not every team is doing that. They they've spent the second most amount of money in baseball this offseason, which is hilarious to me. Um, it is. It's and look and look whether you know whatever people thought of or have changed or whatever thing of the hiring he paid Dave Dombrowski you know that wasn't he wanted a guy and he paid to get him in that spot exactly so so I think we're about three years away whatever from sustainability in the major league level ownership showing ability to go out and spend um you know I don't think they're gonna have the crazy high payrolls because there are gonna be some some bad Clintac contracts finally off the books but then I think we're really gonna start seeing you know waves of of actually talented arms 
getting the most out of these guys. Um, and I'm just, I'm really excited for it. I, I know this is the yeah. D, I know this is the DD emergency podcast, and it's, I'm so glad DD's back. But I just feel like the team is 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 trending in the right direction. They're trending where modern baseball teams are going. You know, even Dave, even Dombrowski, you know, yeah, I, I've been impressed with Dombrowski from that perspective. I really am. And look, just giving making fold the GM. Right. That alone is like a, a sign of that. And, you know, and keeping all the all the PD guys. I and mean, he could he could have yep. looked at them and yep. said and said, hey, you guys, uh, you guys never played Major League Baseball. Uh, this is all just a bunch of new age stuff. Like, totally. we're going to go back to old school ways. And they haven't done that. They haven't done that at yep. all. And I think they've actually gone more in. So um, I, I just. I'm just, I'm giddy over here, James. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're giving me giddy. I love it. All right, so let's sit it forward with this roster. Because then, like, especially with that in mind, with with actual positivity about the future from a player development and, and drafting side, and I agree with you with the guys they have in place and all that, I, that, you know, it is heartening, you know. Um, we didn't even talk but, about, we didn't even talk about Caleb Cotham. I mean, I, we went through that whole speech there and didn't even bring up, the guy, the thing I'm most excited for. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm gushing over here. I can tell, buddy. All right, so, so Didi's back. So now we've got the crux of the lineup. Look, before we get to pitching, uh, do you think they'll bring in a center fielder, or you think it's just going to be a Kingery, Hazley, Quinn kind of mix? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people talk about JBJ, and I just. I don't. I don't see, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, I think he wants five years. He probably won't get five years. But I also. I mean, no I don't, chance he'll get five years from the Phillies. That's for sure. Right. They just. They just don't have that money. And I think they'd rather get a, a starting pitcher or, uh, or as starting they pitcher. Should. Yeah, as they should. But I as do. They should. I do think the Benintendi trade could still happen. I think that still could be could be a thing. I don't. I don't know that for a fact. But, um, given how righty dominant, I would say the Phillies. Uh, the Phillies are, I think, getting a lefty bat like Benintendi in here would make sense, especially since you would have him for this year and next year if, if McCutcheon leaves and his contract runs out, he can play left and then you can do whatever. Um, I, I don't, I don't see center field happening. I, I actually think that I, I could see just Kingery being out there and we'll go from there. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the whole center field thing happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And look, I think Segura at second makes sense. I think he's a uh, from what we've seen of Gene Segura, that is easily his best position defensively. Um, so, so pitching staff, we didn't talk about it last time it happened after, but I mean, Matt Moore for <clears> three million. <throat> I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. You know, I, I think like many have owned Matt Moore in fantasy oh, yeah. multiple times and have always been disappointed with the results based on what I paid to get Matt Moore. But like, you know, was a former top prospect in the sport. He was ahead like of Trout and, and Bryce. Yeah. he Yeah. Like a legit, legit superstar prospect with serious stuff. And it's flashed. Obviously he's shown enough at the major league level in the past um, at times to show that he, he is nasty, but uh, was in Japan last year. It's not even the shot on Matt Moore. Like, you know, he was in Japan last year. I'm fine with that. Like take a shot on the arm. Like cool. $3 million Jack. Like for a team that, you know, we think is not going to go into the luxury tax, at least maybe until if they're at the deadline and they're, you know, uh, you know, a great team and whatever that type of thing. But you know, for a team that is, is pinching in terms of, of trying to control that number, I was really surprised with that contract. Yeah. And I mean this in the nicest way possible. Uh, and I would love to be wrong. 
I'm pretty sure Matt Moore still stinks. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I try. Listen, I tried. I try to talk myself into guys. I'm generally positive. All that stuff. Like Matt Moore stinks, and I can't believe they paid him three million. Now apparently, the the Philly scout over in Japan like raved about him. But like I was watching, so I went back and watched some of the Japanese World Series highlights, and like the fastball was up to ninety five, whatever. Still, still a pretty good life on it. I actually thought his his slider was pretty wipeout, like that looked pretty nasty. And I wonder if maybe they're gonna just have him throw the slider a ton and bring him out of the bullpen. Um, but like I still saw the same stuff I saw here. I mean, it's generally flat. Um, like the the Japanese hitters don't have the same kind of uh, power you generally see over here. And they were still making decently hard contact. Like, it wasn't anything that was, like, super swing and miss. Um, but it seemed like they were making pretty solid contact. It was just right at guys. So, I like, I didn't watch, obviously, all of his starts. But what I saw to Matt Moore in, in the Japanese World Series was just what I saw here, except with less talented hitters. Um, and I don't totally know how it's going to go. Uh, Three million seems like a massive um, commitment to a guy who's been one of the worst pitchers in Major League Baseball from, like, 2018 and 2019. Uh, so I, I, I don't get it. I think I would rather have spent that money elsewhere. But, you know, I mean, maybe they have a plan here for him. Maybe they trust Caleb Gotham that he can get the most out of him. Um, maybe they want to make him a lefty specialist out of the bullpen and just have him throw that slider over and over and over again. I don't know. I was really surprised by it. Apparently you had competition, but... They must have if they paid him $3 yeah. million or else they're, they're idiots, which yeah. I don't think they're stupid. Like, I, you know... There must have been at least some competition that got it up to that level, you know? Uh, yeah, I look, the only way it makes any sense to me is is if they do what you did and they think that he could be a, you know, Andrew Miller-esque, you know, two-inning, <laughs> yeah, but- two innings at a time kind of lefty specialist. I think there's, you know, then he's going to be worth a lot more than $3 million if he could be that guy um, for a year. Uh, I just, I feel like that's a huge if. Yes. And like you said, I, I just... And if they're getting him to be a starter, I just I have no hope, zero hope that it's going to work. None, zero. Like I, I just don't think it'll work. No. Right? I mean, uh, what, what, what evidence? I mean, it, 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 I mean, it could work. I mean, we, we... of course, anything could work because you know maybe, like you said, maybe they, maybe the guys in player development told Sam fold and they all went through and they told Sam, like Sam, like we see something here that we can take and maximize and turn it into this. And they were like, all right, let's do this. Like, who knows? That is certainly possible. But barring something that specific about like them really, truly believing for a specific reason, they can turn him into X like, and even then that might not work. It just feels like this is a, a, a mistake in my opinion. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I'm there with you. I mean, I I agree with you. Obviously, hope for the best, but I, I, I he's he to, like Matt Moore. Matt Moore stinks. Okay, and you you can cut that audio when he has like a two five ERA this year, but yeah. but I pretty sure he definitely stinks. So all right, so we'll so so what so what do we do here then? Because Dombrowski today says that pitching is still a priority for them. I do believe, like as of right now. I think, you know, we all feel good with Nola, Wheeler, Eflin, Howard being four of the five. Otherwise, it's either Ivan Nova, Matt Moore, or Vincent Velasquez as of right now. Not to mention we're in a league where you need starting depth as much as anything. Like, so do you think they're going to add another? And and again, by the way, still worst bullpen of all time, and they've only added Archie Bradley. Uh, worst they... bullpen of all time, they've only added Archie Bradley. So let's not well, you know, you're, think you're, that we're set there either. You're forgetting Jose Alvarado. 
And Jose Alvarado, you're Thank right. You. Jose, it's true. You're right. Bad on me. Um, but still, there's question marks there, too, with the shoulder and all that. Regardless, uh, um, what do you think they're going to do? Are they going to add another starter? Um, I think they'd like to add another starter. And the, the, the thing that's so annoying is there's so much talent out there to where they can get these guys. That, and, and ultimately, I think that's why the, the, the Matt Moore thing was so frustrating because it's like, it's like you could use that three million dollars on like an actually good starter. You could mm-hmm. you could use that money for a James Paxson type. I don't think I actually wouldn't be surprised if he got more than he'd probably get what five million. He'll get more. Yeah, I think I could even see him getting like eight or nine or ten for a year. Yeah, I mean, I guess what Garrett Richards just got eight. So yeah, Garrett Richards got ten and a half or something, oh, didn't did he? he? Wow, look at him. He must so be. yeah, so Paxson could be like fourteen or fifteen even for a year. Really. I don't know. It depends. All it takes is two teams yeah. to believe that he's the guy from two years ago. Like he's not that far removed from being like a lights out lefty. Yeah. So like, I, like for for me, I just want a guy that that, that has upside. Like I I like the first four and, and Howard's probably your five if you get a guy like Paxton. Um, but I just want a guy that that I think might be able to break out and have some stuff. And and listen, if he gets hurt, then you could just you know print. You can put a uh Vince in there. You could put Matt Moore or whatever. Like you. There's optionality there, but like, like why not go get Taewon Walker? I mean, he got a two four two five ERA last year and was pretty nasty when he came uh went to the Blue Jays last year. I just think with him, and he was taught he's actually been working out a drive line as well. Like he said last year he was barely even trying because he was just trying to stay healthy and get through the year. And he was still like ninety five by the end of the year with legit like wipeout breaking ball stuff. Like, why not give Taewon Walker a year and see if he can do it? I, I, I don't like this guy at all. I think he's been terrible for the last couple of years, but I would take one year of Chris Archer just to make sure. Like if he's out of he's out of uh, uh Pittsburgh's crap hole when it comes to developing starting pitching. Like there's there's guys there's guys out there. I've no interest in I've no interest in like a Rick Porcello or and they probably will sign Anibal Sanchez, but like mm-hmm. no interest yeah. in Anibal Sanchez. Julio Zero Te- Yeah, Julio Tehran, no like, but there's there, there's guys out here that can that can at least give him a shot. At least they have stuff, you know. At least they're not, at least they're not like Matt Moore. I mean, I mean, what what's the harm in bringing in Taylor Walker or 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 James Paxson or even like Jake Odorizzi? Like he'll probably get more. Like he'll probably get a couple uh, a two year deal. But the point is, is that there's talent that can be had out there. It's just a willing to pay a little bit more. Yeah, and you know, I had a reason my perfect offseason as a, a player I mentioned. I, I Again, I, I would have liked to see them spend money on legit bullpen arms before I would have seen them give $3 million to Matt Moore as well. Like, I, again, I, Alvarado and Archie Bradley is not enough. And look, I, there are still guys who were here last year who I, I think can be good, like obviously Hector we're, we're in on and JoJo we love. And, you know, like they're guys and, uh, you know, Brogdon, whatever, but man, I really would feel a lot com- more comfortable if they went out and got some of the like hundred relievers who are still on the market who have gotten big outs in Major League Baseball. Before, yeah, like, you know? wouldn't, wouldn't still- your wouldn't your head hit the pillow just that much easier with like uh, exactly Joachim Soria? You know, yes, that he was in my perfect all season too. Alex Colomb, give me one of these guys. Well, and it just and it really just lengthens your bullpen. And there's no way that those guys, there's no way Joachim Soria is getting more than like four million. There's just, there's just, there's no way. He's 37 years old. I mean, he's been good forever. But yeah, ever. All he does is get out. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice to have a guy like that here? 
Yeah, and it, and it's not. I don't want. I know they've spent a lot of money, and I get it. But if you can add, if you can add a Colomay Soria or Shane Green, I I don't think like Colomay. I keep waiting to like for it just to all fall apart. Like his peripherals just aren't that good. And same thing with Shane Shane Green. If they yeah, come here for a year, especially with with Col- with. I thought it was Colum Colomay. I thought is, I think uh, it's Colomay with the the E. I see. I thought I used to call him Colomay, and then I thought I heard him called Cologne in a game, and I was like, either way, regardless, Whatever. that guy, like, is it? You're absolutely right. The peripherals are weird, but he just for years gets out for years. Well, and especially if you have a bullpen, if you have a back of the bullpen with Hector, one of those three, Alvarado, Archie Bradley, and then the guys that we believe in with upside. Like you're just you're just a far better team, and you actually have a chance. Like last year, they're trying to get through with Heath Embry, who stinks, and then Brandon Workman, who stinks. I mean, Brandon Workman wasn't terrible before he joined the Phillies. Like when he joined the Phillies, he was the worst pitcher I've ever seen in my life. Um, to go uh, to go along with his friend uh, Heath Embry, like two of the worst ever. God, I hate them both so much. But the track record of the guys that we just mentioned, I mean, those are those are legitimate pieces. Those are guys that lengthen the bullpen. And let's say Hector goes down or doesn't close effectively. Those are guys with closing experience. Like, it just makes too much sense. You've gone this far. You're this deep in. Just go add one more of those guys and, and really solidify the back end of your bullpen. Yes, 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 yes. Like, and I, like I, I would even rather they add two. Like, I would be willing... Like I would, I still want them to sign another starter as well, but like, I would almost rather add extra bullpen pieces at this point. Like I can't make the same mistake I made last year. Uh, You know, you can get by with this stuff as it is now. It's not the best. It's not ideal, but you can always trade for a starter at the trade deadline. There are other things you could do, but, um, and I look, I think you need depth with starting pitching. I don't want to undermine that. I do think they need more depth, but man, Jack, like, I need more guys I can trust in the bullpen. Like, I can't do it again. I can't do it again. It was the worst. It was the worst feeling I've ever had as a fan to just know that every night the game was over, like, because they were going to blow it. And you even talked about it, how, like, disheartening it was for the players. You could see it on their faces, like, poor Bryce Harper. Some asshat would run him from the bullpen, and you could see Bryce's, like, Eyes just drop, but, and you're just like. And think about uh, this. Think about this. JT willfully, willingly signed up for five more years. I felt bad for him when people were asking about. First of all, I thought that was kind of like a ridiculous question when they asked JT how much of the bullpen's failures do you blame? Like, do you take on yourself? And I was in my head, I'm like, none. Like, this is stupid. And JT, like the true, you know, professional and team guy that Ian was like. I lost sleep about it. He's <laughs> like, I've been thinking about it all off season. It's killing me. Yeah. And I'm sure he like, he really does care, but like, I, I don't blame you, JT. No one blames you. It's cause they had bad pitchers. Like, don't do that again. I talked, I talked to JT today and that was, I know you had him on the show. I know. I know. I talked to him. I was, what was it like? Were you like, oh, hello, JT? I was like, I was like, hold on. <laughs> you go to him with like John. Okay. Yeah, it was it was definitely giddiness. So he picked up. So so uh, so he call. He obviously calls. You're him. like uh, JT. I'm I'm the Harper Lent guy. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's no, yeah. no, didn't do that. I was the one that I was the one that tweeted at you once a week saying to come home during the last month of the of this of this year. Okay, that was me. Um, but he calls in, and you know when they call in or whatever, you're like, yeah, Jack Frizz, WIP Studios or whatever. He's like, it's JT, and I'm like, oh, what's up, man? 
<laughs> I heard you played his walk up music too. I did like play a, his walk up. I like kind of blew. It. Yeah, I kind of blew it because so uh, we were already back from break when he joined. So like I wanted to play it coming out of the break for him, um, and I kind of slid it up while he was kind of coming on. It was kind of awkward. Didn't totally nail it. Um, but yes, I did get his his walk up music for him, and they did bring up that I love his calves. So um, we had a good good calf conversation. Big calves. Guy. So so fun fact about JT has never worked on his calves. He's never done calf raises. They were just God given monster calves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one not to be able to bust out at parties, Jack. Yeah, well, listen, anytime, hey, hey, if you ever need a guy to discuss JT Real Muto's calves, I'm your guy. Or, I mean, anyone's calves, really. Jack's always in for a calves conversation. Listen, some some guy. I, I'm really just jealous because I don't have the best calves. They're just, they're very flat. <laughs> I don't know how we end up on calves. I don't often. know either. I don't know either. But I talked to JT today, and it was very giddiness. Um, speaking of giddy, DD. You feel like you had to do that? You feel like you had to do that? I did. I felt like I had to do that. Um, all right. So, what's next? What What are we gonna, are we gonna get a move this week? You think we're gonna move next week? Where do you think we're at right now? Also, uh, what? Let's quickly talk about. Do you think we're gonna have baseball on time this year? Oh yeah, that fun thing. I love. Oh, who doesn't love talking about labor discussion? No, let's not. I didn't say let's get into the the labor dispute. Like, just do you think? Do you think it's gonna start on time? Well, it's either. I mean, the, the, that's what it is now, right? Like they have to start on time because they rejected the the proposal. Yeah, so I think it's gonna start on time. But like, I, I could also see. I could also see them coming back to it and saying, "All right, we want the DH and whatnot." Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think I don't think this thing's just over. It's never it's never it's just, never yeah. over. Sad, sadly, as we know. Yeah, it's, it's not over. cut and dry. And I'm like, all right, I'm like terrified waiting for whatever passing bombs coming this week. Oh, God. Yeah. That that clip with McAfee with Pat. McAfee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm I sure feel, we'll be talking about it, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be great for baseball. I'm sure everyone's going to talk about sports dead. And all that fun stuff. I actually, if I had to put my gut feeling on it, it's something to do with the the Garrett Cole, like, uh, pine tar thing or whatever, and they'll really, like, they'll get that under control. Um, but, yeah, I'm so not looking forward to it. I wish yeah. it was. I it wish it was a fun story. I wish it was that Steve Cohen was uh, giving up the Mets or something or that or baseball. Oh, can you imagine forcing him to sell? Yeah, or it's that every team is forced to trade the Cardinals their best player <laughs> plus money for nothing, yes. and that's just the way baseball is going to work. Yeah. Forward, is that, do you think that's why that trade happened? Imagine or? being a Rockies fan. Oh, I, what a what a gut punch. Yeah. What a what a what a just a a real a, a junk punch. I mean, let's be honest, a, a, a running kick in the junk that must have been. Nigga, like what a disaster. What is it? That's that's their guy. Oh, it's like it's like, it's like when the uh, it's like when the Eagles traded for Sam Bradford, and it was like, yeah, wait, well, wait, we had to give up a we had to give up another pick on top of this. But it really felt like it felt like you're and you're too young, obviously, as yes. usual with these references. But it felt like the Charles Barkley trade. It felt like giving up the the one awesome awesome guy that we had. It was an all time great player for three trash heaps of and look, Hornacek was a good player at one point, but. But it was like Tim Perry, Andrew Lang, and Jeff Hornacek for Charles Barkley in the prime of his career. Yeah, it felt like that to me. And then an extra fifty million on top of that. <laughs> like, like seriously, an extra fifty million on top of it. 
Um, oh, man. Good times. Yep, the Cardinals get their uh, the 2021 version of the Roland trade. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, you got anything in your note take bag? I do. I do have oh, stuff shocking. in my take bag. I I'm really shocked. I am I am excited for this one. Um so I want to play a little uh what if scenario for you. Ooh. And I know it brought up starting pitching a little bit earlier. But what if what if Trevor Bauer's market does not uh develop the way that they think it will? Trevor Bauer loves driveline, loves Caleb Cotham, helped him win a Cy Young. What chance would you put out there that Bauer comes here a la like a like like Cliff Lee, like saying like I would take less money? Like what? Like what if the Mets? Let's put it this way: like what if the Mets are the only team in on Bauer, and he doesn't believe in their pitching development or their pitching coaches, and he he spurns them and signs here for for less money? I think he's such a an interesting dude that he would be like, I believe that the Phillies would get the most out of me. I'm going to go to the Phillies. So, yes, I I do believe he's that kind of guy. I think that he is he's a strange cat man and I think he would be very happy to sign a one-year deal and put himself back out there in a different offseason potentially um uh, given the right circumstances. I just would be surprised if the market shakes out that way to yeah. the point where he feels forced to do it, but to like to your base point like is that a, a is there a timeline here where that's the outcome? Yeah, I think there is potentially a timeline like that. I think that's not the craziest thing you've ever said. I, I again, I wouldn't not even when bet like it's like I would say there's like a five no not even a a three uh, like a a one point five percent chance of it happening. But sure, I I don't well, think one percent. I don't 1%. I don't think it's gonna happen either. But I could see him. I could see him being like, I don't believe in the Mets pitching infrastructure. I love Caleb Cotham. He helped me win a Cy Young. They'll pay me a, a, decently, and I'll go there, and I'll hit the market again next year and prove myself again or whatever. I don't know. I have this weird feeling about Trevor Bauer that there's a non-zero chance he could be a Philly. Well, all right. I, I, look, I mean, that's the kind of move that, that changes things, Jack. Yeah, then it's a, then we're then we're having different discussions. Well, and then, and then I think about how much Dombrowski loves his starters. You know, I mean, Dombrowski is an ace guy. Like he, the, the first always mo- has been. Yeah, the first moves he usually makes when he goes over to teams is he gets an ace. Um, and I think the Phillies have. I think Nola is an ace still. I mean, he's obviously on the lower tier of an ace. I mean, he was. Yeah, he it's was hard. It's hard. It's hard after September. It's hard to say ace. Yeah, but he. he I mean, my dude, my dude had the ball with a chance to pitch him in the playoffs and just did not come up big at all. Yeah. Tough. Uh, it's the, a tough look, Aaron. What was it? The, uh, is the shredder on MLB uh, network had him number nine in baseball right now. So that, I thought look, that was he's interesting. a great pitcher. He's just not a cla- Like he's not like an ace ace, you know? Yeah. You know, an ace when you see an ace, um, yeah, and wheelers, not. wheelers kind of in the same, same way, you know? Yeah. They're like, both one ace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Bauer would change that a lot, even though like I don't know if Bauer's an ace ace. I mean, I think no, I I think he's similar to like he's better Nola, but he's not like he's not like a lights out no. Donnie. I mean, look, we say that and he won the Cy Young this past year. So yeah, no, I mean he was this year, but I mean that's also because he started probably you know spinning balls more. 
Um, he's nasty though. Like he's bit, he's, he's, he's a talent. He's, I mean, look, he was the second or third pick in the draft. I mean, like he's always been super talented. Yeah. Well, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's just a, there's a little part of me that wonders if they get involved in Bauer, if his, if he's not signed, you know, within the week or whatever. So love it. Um, Please. uh, but, 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 what do you think about, what do you think about, you know, if the, if the, if the Rockies are selling pieces, I mean, what are we, what are we giving up for Herman Marquez? We, I've been trying to get Herman Marquez. I know for years. Now. I feel like Herman, Mar- Herman Marquez is like this podcast's like pitcher. <laughs> I know like it we, has been. I mean, we're the only Phillies podcast that talks about Herman Marquez the way that we. Oh, do. I love him. I just love Herman Marquez. Yes. I, I own him in a keeper league. Like he's been a part of my life for years. I love this guy. I would love to bring him here. It's a very manageable, con- Nola esque type contract they gave him last year. Um, like, uh, yeah, like I would love to. I don't. I, I, know, I know. I don't know what they're doing. Like they said, they traded Arenado so that they could sign Story long term. It's like what? All right. I mean, yeah, I like Story's good. I would do that, but like, I just don't know what their direction is. And and it doesn't seem like they're selling pieces. They just traded Arenado for nothing for fun, or whatever. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I I would do. I would do whatever it takes almost to get uh, Herman Marquez here. So. Um, if the Rockies are selling off pieces, I need Dave Dombrowski on line one. Speaking of trading aces, Cole Irvin gone, oh, <laughs> gone right. to the Oakland A's. Oh, what a miss loss! Him. Gonna what a miss loss. him. Will any will any Phillies fan ever in the history of time say, "Man, I miss Cole watching Cole Irvin pitch"? No. That was that was that was fun stuff. Oh, loved it. Anytime I can mix in eighty nine with no nothing on my off speed, gotta do it. I'll never forget was the Braves game last year or whatever. He came in and it was like an eight five ball game and like two seconds later was eleven five. Oh yeah, buddy. That was a oh. that was a thrill. A thrill to watch. Really a true the thrill of a lifetime to watch Cole Irvin pitch. I'm just Congratulations, Oakland. Yeah, enjoy. Go get him, kid. <laughs> Go get him, kid. And my final thing. What did they announce that the cash was? Did the Phillies get like five bucks, ten bucks for him? Or well, the like the, some... the initial transaction said zero dollars. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah, perfect. That that feels right. Yes. Great trade. Who'd we get? <laughs> I think I I still think the Phillies got a good deal. Yep. <laughs> they they uh they destroyed. Still the... won the trade. Yep, they won the trade. They beat the A's in that trade. Good job, Billy Bean. Super nerd. Um, final thing. I feel like it has to be the final thing until he does it. Archie, come on the podcast. Yeah. Come on the podcast. Yeah. It's time. It's time. I mean, it's we're we're excited to talk to you. JT's back. You know, it's it's time to come on the podcast. And uh, there is a fresh batches of high hops, of course, available from Four Fingers Brewing Company. Celebrate. Dee's return and JT's return and the Cole Irvin trade the only way you should and that's with some high hops yes high hops Archie come on the pod um also uh final thought um I would like to apologize for the couple people on Twitter who when I said that it was Zoe's fault that we didn't record the Dee yes. Gregorius yes. uh podcast emergency podcast yesterday um, thought that something was wrong with Zoe. She's fine. I appreciate the concern. Uh, no, she just spilled coffee on my computer and it broke it. So that's why we couldn't record that. Um, I'm getting a new computer, Jack. Isn't that fun? Yeah, sounds sounds nice and inexpensive. It's terrific. It's terrific. She's a great kid. Great kid. 
but you know, she did spill computer coffee on my computer, and it's her fault that we didn't record yesterday. So yeah, I mean, we are. Uh, you know, you call them out when you got to call them out. Wonderful kid, I'm obsessed with her. She's my favorite thing in the world. Her fault. Sorry. Yeah, Way I mean, goes, anytime, anytime you can roast your two-year-old daughter, you just have to take the, <laughs> you have to take yes, that chance. Yes, yep. well yep. said, Jack. Just holding everyone, everyone, you, no one's better at holding everyone accountable but yourself better than That's, you. It's, it's called the seltzer and she'll learn it, damn it. All right. Um, we will be back uh, probably soon. I don't know. The will probably make a move. The fills are hot. A... <laughs> He's good. Yeah, it seems like every other day there's a move. Don't so. let Davey well, get hot. All right, you've some seltzer. We'll talk to you guys soon.